0: Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls, a burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. I'm really excited to have Regina Gibson on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about rest, wondering if it's the absence of responsibility. I've been really encouraged by her Instagram and blog, which you can find at Smiles of Grace. Regina has five kiddos. She's a wife and a mom. One of those kids was just born last month. So, congratulations on that! Thank you. Yeah, as I mentioned, she's also a writer and a Bible instructor and a mentor to many women. Regina, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It is such an honor
1: to be here. I'm excited to get a chance to share with your listeners today.
0: Yeah, thank you. So I asked you to come talk about rest because I think you have some thoughts on that based on your Instagram. I'm not sure if we'll be able to cover this topic in under 20 minutes because there's so much to share. Mm -hmm. But I'm hopeful that you'll be able to encourage and equip some really tired moms. Wonderful. And I'm sure you're in that club with a newborn and four other kids. (laughs) You have that absolutely right. (laughs) So many people think of the concept of rest as the absence of responsibilities. But I think that the Lord had a lot more in mind when he introduced rest back in Genesis 2. Can you give us a biblical understanding of rest? Yes, I think we can do that.
1: I think scripture has a lot to say on this particular issue. I think when you come and approach any topic, you have to start at the very beginning and with the foundation. So let's consider the gospel for a second. We receive this beautiful gift from the Lord who gives his son for us. He dies on the cross for us. He raises again from the dead. And in Hebrews chapter four, the scripture talks to us about how we ought to enter god's rest that we want to be sure and to make certain that we enter his rest so i think the first thing to say is to approach this from a biblical perspective you've got to talk about the gospel we've got to put our lives and our hopes on to Jesus and let him be the foundation. Because the honest truth is God has prepared good works for us in advance that we would walk in, but we walk in those good works from a position of rest, from a position of peace and security in our God. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Wonderful. So, rest comes to us as a gift from God. And as I pondered this, I thought of several different ways that God gives us the gift of rest. First of all, we, a lot of us, are moms. And like you said, I just had a baby last month. And so, fresh on my mind is the fact that I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I think that scripture, um, you know, it, obviously it's not ignoring the situation of so many of us, but God gives to his beloved sleep. In Psalm 127, it talks about how sleep is a gift from the Lord. I know that we've all been guilty of uh, perhaps staying up too late, scrolling on social media, or, um, you know, just pursuing whatever it is that we want to after our kids are finally in bed or whatnot. But it's important to remember that God gives us the gift of rest. And one form of that comes through sleep. It's a gift from him. Um, and it's spelled in chapter Psalm 127. So let me just flip over there really quick. And I'll read you uh, just a little section of this portion of scripture tucked away in the Psalms of Ascent. And it says this, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. So I think it's important for us to realize We don't have to exhaust ourselves and stay up and make these late nights happen to get all the things done. We need to receive the rest as a gift from God. And one way to do that is through sleep. And then another way that popped into my mind was there's rest for our soul and rest for our, our worried minds. I mean, have you ever been anxious about anything that is not a position of rest? That's not the gift that God gives. God gives us perfect peace. And that comes from several different portions of scripture. Um, Philippians chapter 4 talks about presenting all of your anxieties before the Lord, and then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I also thought of Isaiah 26 3 when it says, He will keep in perfect peace, he whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in him. So God gives us the gift of rest for our soul and for our mind. And then I thought of Psalm 23, the famed Psalm, where he leads us beside quiet waters. He restores our soul. And I think that there's um, a portion of this that God gives us refreshment, uh, that he restores our soul. And how does he do that? Well, in Psalm 19, he talks about how the law of the Lord, it's perfect and it restores the soul. So God gives us these gifts of rest. And one way to take hold of it is to receive them, right? To get the sleep that we need, to be at peace, and to let him refresh us through his living word.
0: That's so encouraging. And I also think regarding rest for the soul is knowing that our salvation is secure in Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much rest to be found in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, In a conversation that I had with Rachel Jankovic, she mentioned this thought that I'd love to elaborate on. She says that rest is a means and not the goal. Similar to a swimmer taking a deep breath in order to keep on swimming versus swimming in order to take a breath. Can you unpack this idea and share how this perspective shapes our understanding of God's calling for us as moms and should impact the way that we live our daily lives?
1: Yeah, for sure. We take rest to do the good works God has called us to. We aren't doing those good works to get to have a break. We receive rest as a gift so we can do what we're called to do. So we, we are Doing the work that God called us from a position of, like you said, security in Christ, we're working and we're receiving that rest as a gift. We're not working really, 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 really hard and running ourselves ragged to get to the break, to come up for air for a minute and say, wow, I wish this was over, but I guess I've got to keep going. No, quite the contrary, we are refreshed to do the good work that God has called us to do. We are getting that rest in order that we can be at at our peak um, in order to do the things that he has put in our hands to do so for example as a mom it's very easy to get worn out say with toddler tantrums when they're coming into their own and they're in that developmental stage of becoming independent and um, you really see the sin nature that was there from <laughs> birth start to shine and blossom when mm-hmm. you see all of that it's very easy to get worn out in that season and to kind of just make it through the day. I mean, there's those temptations. Just turn on a show because that'll keep them entertained for a few minutes. And we can we're, we're living for the rest. We're just trying to make it through the day. That's not how God is calling us to live. He's calling us to something far greater than that, something far more purposeful and more fulfilling. It doesn't mean we won't be tired at the end of the day. It means that while we're doing those good works, we can keep our mindset on him and know that these works are literally as cheesy as it may sound for eternal purposes.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which is why I created this podcast because we see that raising our children we're doing so with eternity in mind and Absolutely. For that purpose. And I, I'd love to just kind of reiterate what you're saying because I think you have the moms who do work and work to the point of exhaustion. But I also think a lot of us fall into that camp where from the moment we wake up, we're mm-hmm. counting down the time to rest, whether we're working hard or not. Sometimes yes. that ends up being more categorized by slothfulness and laziness or really kind of a denial of responsibilities sometimes or a place of desperation, but where from the moment you wake up, you're counting down to nap time. And from the moment they get up from nap time, you're counting down to bedtime when you're going to turn on a show and have a glass of wine where your perspective, your goal, your aim, your greatest treasure is that kid-free time, those absolute Uh responsibilities versus seeing the works that God has given us as our calling. And the rest that he gives us is to equip us to fulfill our calling. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. when When we think of that and understand that we need rest in order to complete the good works that God has called us to, Hopefully, that would compel us to think more intentionally about how we spend that restful time. Because I know, even from personal experience, that a quick social media check can turn into mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40 minutes completely eating away at the time that you have for rest. Yes. Yes. Um, So when we think of restful time, ladies often mention things like going to the spa or a weekend without kids or binging TV with a glass of wine, scrolling through social media and things like that. But how can we discern what is actually restful for our bodies, our minds, and our souls?
1: You know, I might sound like a broken record, but I really think we have to take our cues from scripture. Mm -hmm. And I think um, part of that, in, in terms of being a mom, comes around centering ourselves around what God has called us to and seeing the things that scripture lifts high, not as burdensome tasks to check off of some to-do list, but as the actual thing that brings us into the presence of God and gives us the refreshment, the filling of the Holy Spirit and the encouragement that we need to do the work that we have to do. So I think you really need a complete mindset shift because what you have described in terms of binge watching TV or scrolling through Instagram and drinking a glass of wine, there's nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves. But it's very easy to see how those things when indulged to a wrong degree can quickly slip into idolatry and complete worldliness. When we are focused on a master that we're trying to get to them, um, you know, that's a little bit of a form of worship, is it not? And we want to make sure that when we are going through our days, that our focus and our eyes are set on Jesus. So as, you know, if you've been in the Christian world for a while, as trite as that might, might sound, it's not trite at all. It is how the uh, saints of old lived out their lives of faith. And so I wanted to look at this passage of Scripture just really, really quickly. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, um, it'll be familiar to us all, but I think that this is a bedrock, solid foundation for parenting that deserves our meditation. And speaking of rest... Meditating on God's word Mm -hmm. is one way to rest, memorizing his word, um, going deep in the things of God and believing by faith that the things that God says will restore your soul actually will restore your soul, right? He says his word will restore your soul, revive your soul, refresh your bones. Let's believe that and take hold of it. But in regards to parenting, let's look at Deuteronomy 6 for just a brief moment. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. I mean, if you can't hear in that the the huge command of God to set your mind and frame your days around his word, I don't know where else we could hear it. Um, And it's worthy of of mentioning this verse that precedes what I just read. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. We are to take these bodies of flesh and bones as tempted to sin as they may be at times. Um, and we pray that we will not enter into temptation, but we know that happens at times. As Even so, we are to take these bodies of ours and present them to God as a living sacrifice. You know, when we talk about rest from a Christian perspective, it looks a whole lot more like um, waking in the morning, rubbing sleep from your eyes, grabbing a cup of coffee, throwing open the word of God, no matter how late in the day it is or how early in the day it is, throwing open the word of God finding something to live on from 8 a.m. until noon. And then at noon, perhaps, if you're a stay-at-home mom, um, and even if you're not, this is totally doable in the workplace as well, but maybe opening up God's Word again midday, feasting on it again, reading it to your children, memorizing a portion of it. Um, We we do this throughout the day so that we in our bodies as to what will really refresh and restore and revive the the dead places in our life, the weak places in our lives, the places that we're worried, concerned, the places where we are flat worn out, like we just talked about. God revives us through the scripture.
0: I'm honestly so encouraged to hear you saying that, especially again as a mama of four with a newborn, because I think... Mm-hmm. It's so easy and tempting for moms to make excuses not to be in the Mm -hmm. word. But our screen time condemns Mm -hmm. us and Mm -hmm. how we spend our other times and other ways. Like others may not know that and they may feel bad that you're exhausted and that you're weary and tired. But our time sheets should convict us of our lack Mm -hmm. of pursuit of the Lord. And it's it's a question we should ask ourselves, as you said, do we really believe that God's word is true? Do we really believe that his word restores and refreshes and revives our souls? And I would encourage moms that if you're not feeling rested, to look at that and to ask yourself, when I do have opportunities for rest, how am I actually spending that time? Because if it's not in the Lord, and if it's not sleeping, and if again, like you said, it's not wrong to watch a show. It's not wrong to have a hobby and do a right. And those things are gifts from God as well. But those are not the sources where we're going to find that rest and refreshing that we're going to find in the word. That's correct. Absolutely. And if you're
1: just looking at your life and you're like, well, how could I approach um, my life differently and approach it for biblical rest, then here are a couple of things that I would suggest. And these are, you're, you're going to hear them and you're going to think, well, that's just basic spiritual discipline. But I truly do believe that that is where the deep rest and fulfillment um, in life, that's where it comes from. That's what helps you through when you're worn ragged and you haven't slept. Um, that That's what carries you. that That's what fuels you. You know, last night I did not get much sleep. I had to wake up in the middle of the night, change my um l- new little baby girl. She's our fifth. And, uh, you know, thankfully nobody else woke up. So that was a grace from God that she needed to be, her all of her clothes needed to be changed. So I had to completely wake up and change clothes and do all of that. And, you know, I was driving one of my kiddos to, we homeschool, but my kids go to some co-ops outside of our home. And I was driving one of them to one of their classes. And um, and I realized, you know, I, I didn't have time to open up God's word that morning um, because I really just woke up and it was like the day had already begun without me. And I had to just figure out how to make it. But, you know, because I have um, chosen to memorize God's word, You know what we did on the way to class? We quoted scripture together, and we were able to go through a whole passage of scripture together because of that discipline, and it provided me encouragement and rest, and even on a harried morning that I could have just let God's word slip through my fingers and let that time go, I was able to take hold of it because of a spiritual discipline that has given me the grace to do so. So on the way to school, we quoted all of Psalm Chapter one hundred and twenty-one, and we prayed together, and it was refreshment to my soul. So, a couple of things I would commend um, to all ladies, uh, whether you work outside the home, whether you're single, married, whatever station of life you're at, um, but um, but especially you, young mamas, uh, set aside time to read God's word every single day. You know to do it. We all, if you've been in the Christian world for a while, we know that that discipline ought to be deeply planted in our lives, but it's easy to let hurried mornings cause it to slip through our fingers or, um, a child, you know, the kids woke up before you did. And so now everything, no, we can still take hold of God's word, even when things were going crazy, if we have these spiritual disciplines in place. So read the word because you're not going to be able to memorize something that you're not reading in the first place. Then the next thing I would say is memorize the word because then when the hurried times come and you're on the go with your kids because you got to go, um, which happens to all of us, you're still able to teach them. Look, we have this discipline. We are still able even as we go to spend time in the word and to spend time in prayer. So prayer is the other thing. Um, you know, Let's pray to God and not just like the emergency prayers, right? Like everything is falling apart. I need you now, Lord. But let's be purposeful in our prayer lives and see if you are not refreshed and rested of soul.
0: Amen. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that encouragement. As we come to a close, I'd love to know if you have any other last words of encouragement for tired and weary moms
1: yeah I mean you are doing a great work in fact you're doing the one of the greatest works on earth The world does not esteem the job and the tasks of a mother um, or consider it a very high calling but be don't don't pay any attention to that because the Lord esteems that position as a mother he um he loves you he has given you one of the greatest trust on earth planet earth. And that is to raise the very kids that he has put inside of your home. What an honor. I look at my kids um, so often and I think I cannot believe of all the moms on earth, you sent these ones to me. And the same is true for you. He has handpicked you for the children you have in your home. There are pastors, doctors, lawyers, and service workers. There are uh, you know office guys, businessmen. There you don't know whom it is that you are raising, but God does. And when we breathe God's word into our babies from the time they are little bitty, we sing over them, we pray over them, we start reading God's word with them, we start memorizing in scripture with them when they're two, three years old, when they start to speak, they can start to memorize. And we start to do these things. And and I want you to realize this is an eternal work. These are the ones that are going to take the gospel forth into this world. These are the light bearers. These are the ones who can change the landscape of um, worldliness that we see all around us. Uh, I want you to feel encouraged that you are doing one of the greatest works on planet Earth
0: amen praise the lord i think that's always a helpful reminder as you said in our secular culture where motherhood isn't always highly esteemed but we can look at our children knowing that their image bearers of god that every breath they're given is a gift from him and a reminder that they're in our care for eternal purposes absolutely it's thank been so, so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Regina. And I hope you get the rest that you need and Christ through his <laughs> bird. And I hope you get some sleep.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I hope that today's episode was a blessing to you. Did you know that I've also written a handful of children's books? You can check those out at MissTeacherMom.com. And please join us next week for another episode on the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.